Hello everyone and welcome to Slasher Times. This is Neil Damiano and I talk about um, those gory good old slasher films from the 1980s. And uh, the show is going to pick random slasher films from the slasher film heyday of 81 to 86. And I'm excited about this because I do love those films. And this is the very first episode. And I thought, what better way to uh, start the um, new show with uh, my all-time favorite slasher film. And that is uh, My Bloody Valentine, which came out in 1981, the beginning of the slasher era. And it came off the coattails of Friday the 13th, the original, which came out in 1980, whereas it, it, it titled itself after a, a, a date or a holiday and uh, this is just such a, a, a unique slasher film and it's a quintessential slasher film by definition whereas it's somebody taking revenge or, or finding retribution and picking off uh, people one by one in a POV style which a lot of those films were back in that time and uh, I'm going to get into uh, what's unique about it, why I like it, why it stood out to me for several reasons. <clears throat> a lot of those films in that time period had a, a, a very basic element of uh, pretty young teenagers rebelling and um, most time having um, sex and, and doing drugs and just being a young fool and uh, somebody picking them off one by one in either a camp setting or <clears throat> a suburban neighborhood or, or you know some kind of camping background my bloody valentine took that element and they brought it to a blue collar environment the plot of my bloody valentine is about a bunch of of um, minors in their 20s and I'll, I'll go into just a brief plot, who are working in this Harbinger mine, owned by Harbinger family, in the town of Valentine's Bluff. And 20 years ago, a, a tragic accident happened where five miners were um, killed in a collapse in the mine. And there was one survivor by the name of Harry Warden who ate the other uh, people down there to survive. Yeah, it's pretty ghastly to think about, but that's what happened. And then due to psychological drama, he comes back um, and, and kills the people on Valentine's Day that, that um, you know, that were responsible for this collapse or whatever. Fast forward 20 years later, and we have these, these young group in their early 20s that are working in the mine, very blue collar grit and grind working in this this um you know dirty mine here in town and uh you know they want to have they want to celebrate valentine's day they want to have a, a valentine's day party and uh, the town sheriff is against it they they had several warnings not to throw a valentine's day party the whole town is in fear of harry warden he's in a mental institution and they're frightened to death that he might escape or whatever have you 
So they banned uh, a Valentine's Day party. But, you know, in true typical slasher film fashion and and being young, they rebel and and they they have a Valentine's Day party against the wishes of the the town and the mayor and the the chief of police. And they decide to um, go uh, take a little tour down in, in the mine um, with some of their some of their girlfriends, you know, they they figure it'd be a, a, a thrill, a good time, and, and 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 they could they could you know drink a couple of beers down there or whatever. So they go down there, and you know somebody's picking them off one by one, killing them in, in a, a miner's outfit, in a, a point of uh, you know POV style, point of view style. Okay. The, the, unique, the unique thing about My Bloody Valentine is that it has character development, which is very rare for a slasher film. You know, 99% of these slasher films have absolutely no character buildup, no story to it. And you know, you might say, well, that's why I, I watch them. I just want to see, you know, gore and, and, and these these stupid um, teenagers getting hacked and slashed and, and you know uh, that element of suspense and, and horror, horror and gore you know I get it but you know this film has both it has a, a plot and it has that other stuff it has plenty of unique clever killings plenty of blood and gore but it also has a, a, a story development uh, very well-made production value for that time period <clears throat> top-notch production and it lays out in a in a jilted love story plot which which I think is 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 unique because you're, you know you're also watching a story unfold which you you know you didn't get from those other slasher films it's a quintessential s- slasher film has all the elements and uh you know they they did a remake in 2009 which i did see uh it it does it doesn't even come close to the original doesn't compare not even close but um you know it, it it's it's a fascinating well-made unique slasher film and it always stood out to me um the replay value on it is exceptional you know, I could put it in now and watch it and still still be entertained by it. And uh, it's it's just a cut above the rest. You know, you again, it has the unique style of putting a slasher film in a blue collar environment, which is so unique. And um, you really care for these characters. You know, you care for for what's happening to them the story keeps you interested and um you know the jilted love story is is it's a simple story you know uh, there's a quarrel between two the miners that are interested in the same girl um you know the pretty blonde of the town named sarah and uh you know they're 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 fighting over her basically and uh you know, you, you watch it unfold, but uh, 
I, you know, I can't think of any other slasher film quite like My Bloody Valentine. It's just cut above the rest, so unique. And uh, I never get tired of watching it. Uh, it came on every February on the movie channel. And uh, I watched it as a kid and, and, you know, I was fascinated by it. It scared me to death. The outfit, um, the killer, the, you know, the killer outfit, the mining outfit, all black dark with the mask and the heavy breathing and the pickaxe all those elements just you know was just a sick twisted uh, presence that this killer had and uh, you know it, it scared me to death as a kid um, but it's just such a sick outfit and uh, it, it never got a part two which is um, I've always wondered why it never got a, a, a sequel but I kind of like that it didn't get a sequel because it just stands alone. It doesn't really need a sequel. Uh, it's a solid enough of a story. Um, they did the ending. There's a twist ending and it does have an ending that, that possibly could lead into a sequel. Um, but, you know, they, they never did. I, I read some, some articles that they were going to have a sequel called The Day of the Miner. But it never got green-lidded. Um, but... It, it's just a fascinating slasher film, um, and it, it gained popularity over the years. Um, I know it was a high video rental um, film in the video rental era, and uh, it, it's basically considered a slash uh, classic now. But um, you know, it, it at the time it fell under the radar in in slasher films because it got. Um, overshadowed by the popular slasher films that end up becoming into franchises like Friday the 13th, A Nightmare on Elm Streets, and uh, those kind of films, Hellraisers, and, and, and those kind of um, franchised sla uh, horror films. But, um, you know, it has a huge fan base and uh, it continues to grow and the younger audiences are discovering the original, which is fantastic. Uh, which is one good thing that the the reboot did in 2009 is that it, it, it you know, shined a light on the original and made made the younger generation go back and watch this, this fantastic film. So um, I'm glad that it did that. And uh, it, it will always be my number one slasher film. Um, and I can't praise enough about it. it again unique storyline great plot fantastic production value um some silly elements in it the acting is kind of hokey but that's what makes it great there's some silly kind of elements to it too they're, they're they they give homage to a lot of the precursor slasher films like they have their own ralph who's the bartender of the bar that they hang out at who's constantly warning the um the, the kids about you know going down into the mine and, and having this um valentine's day party like like ralph did in friday the 13th kind of you're all doomed aspect and, and and you know it it play it, it gives homage to that which which i thought's pretty cool so you know it it, it has all the, the the essential elements uh, of of killing of suspense of uh, story buildup of um twist ending, uh, homages, uh, scary ass outfit of the killer, POV killing style, 
and um, again, I can't praise enough about My Bloody Valentine. Um, and uh, I hope that you'll keep tuning in to Slasher Times as I wrap this up. And uh, again, this is a new show for me, and it's going to be all um, based all on slasher films from the 1980s. And I'll be picking them random and uh, breaking them down why I like them and uh, the, the influence it's had on, on, on horror culture from the 80s. And uh, I do hope that you'll continue to tune in. I thank you for watching and keep watching horror.